0: Hello, welcome back to the Barefoot Books podcast. In this week's story, Beth stubbornly ignores her mother's warnings about fairies and stays up all night with a little fairy child. But when the f- little fairy is hurt, Beth wishes she went to bed after all. After the story, go to barefootbooks.com to find the complete Barefoot Fairies collection, along with songs, activities, coloring sheets, and more. Only Me Beth did not like going to bed. Every night it was the same. Her mother would ask her nicely to put on her nightdress, to have a drink of water, and to say her prayers. But Beth would pretend not to hear. She would sit and draw pictures in the ashes on the warm hearthstone. She would build small huts from the kindling and compose funny little songs in her head. Beth's mother would say again, Come on now, Beth, it's time for your sleep. Then Beth would beg to stay up for just a minute longer or ask her mother some tricky question such as, What makes the fire crackle? Or, Why can't you feel the smoke from the flames? Then Beth's mother would frown and her voice would become stiff and sharp. Elizabeth Jane, you get yourself up from that floor and put that body of yours into bed before I count to five. One, two, two, three, four four and a half, four and three quarters, five. But still Beth would linger by the fire. Her mother would plead and shout and threaten to punish the girl. But no matter what she did, Beth would not go to bed. Well, it was on one such evening that this tale begins. It was winter and the days were short and gray and the nights long and black. The wind howled outside. Wisps of its breath burrowed through the thatch and whistled through the rafters. Beth and her mother had finished their supper, and as Beth's mother collected up the bowls, she muttered, "'Tis a wild night tonight. The safest place to be, I'd say, would be in bed." She turned to Beth. "'Now come on, girl, get yourself ready." But Beth liked the whining of the wind, and the flames of the fire seemed brighter and more lively than usual. She watched the tongues of orange and red dance and lick about the blackened wood. Ma, why do you think it is that the wind cries like that? she asked. Tis the sound of the exasperated mothers who cannot get their children to bed, answered Beth's mother rather crossly. Now to bed, please, Beth. Beth pulled her apron down tight over her knees and listened harder to the wailing of the wind. It makes you feel all tingly-like, don't you think, Ma? "'I'll give you tingly,' growled her mother. "'You best listen to me, Elizabeth Jane. "'It's not a good night to be sitting by the fire. "'The wind calls all sorts out. "'Why, if you keep sitting there, "'I wouldn't be surprised to find you gone in the morning.' "'Beth's mother stood over her, with her hands resting on her hips. "'Gone? Why? Where would I go?' asked Beth, "'more interested in her mother's story than bothered by the frown on her face. "'The fairies might come and snatch you away.' replied her mother, and maybe I'd be lucky and they'd give you back with new ears, ones that listen. Now go to bed. Beth liked the idea of fairies. Do you really think so, Ma? I think I'd like to meet a fairy. Can I wait a wee bit longer to see if one comes? Beth's mother threw her arms up in despair. I'll not waste my breath any more, nor my own rest. I'm going to bed and with that she grumpily climbed the ladder up into the loft and left Beth sitting by the fire. Beth picked up a stick and poked it at the glowing embers, causing a spray of sparks to sail up the chimney. It would be nice to have a fairy friend, she thought to herself. And she had not been sitting there for long, when the wind gave a particularly loud howl, which caused the windows to rattle and the door to creak. There came a thump upon the roof and a fluttering sound from the chimney. And then all of a sudden, a tiny wee girl dropped from the chimney and landed alongside Beth. She didn't come any higher than Beth's knee. Her hair was fine and long like silvery spun spiderwebs, her eyes as green as the grass, and her cheeks were round and apple red. Beth was both surprised and pleased. Hello, she said. Have you come to play with me? The fairy's eyes twinkled with mischief and she nodded her silvery head. What's your name? asked Beth. I've many names, replied the fairy child, hopping from one foot to the other. How many? asked Beth. She was very curious to know, having only two herself. Well, I've one for the day and one for the night, and one each for my mother and my father. Then there's the name that the wind calls, and the one you can hear in the river. The fairy child suddenly stopped her sing-song list her green eyes fixed upon Beth. Why, what are you called? Beth felt rather ashamed that she had only the two names, Elizabeth and Jane, neither of which sounded as grand as one spoken by the river or the wind. She didn't know what to say, and so she muttered, I'm Only Me. Only Me? That's a funny name, laughed the fairy. Well, what shall we play Only Me? Beth showed the fairy how to draw pictures in the ash. Together they drew animals, trees, houses and people. They were the best pictures that Beth had ever drawn, for when the fairy child blew upon them, they came to life. The animals lumbered and prowled about the hearth, and the trees swayed in the wind. From the houses poured tiny people, who gaily played and talked with one another. They built small huts from the kindling, and when the fairy tapped the twigs with her finger, They began to sprout, first buds, then blossom, and finally shiny green leaves. Then they plucked the leaves from the sticks and lined them up upon the hearthstone, and the fairy caused each leaf to whistle, so together the leaves played a funny little tune. Beth and the fairy held hands and danced. Soon they grew tired of this game, and so they sat and watched the fire. The fairy made the flames turn into small people who danced and dipped in fine dresses of red, orange and yellow, satins and silks. As the night wore on, the fire began to die down. Beth picked up a stick and gave the embers a poke to stir them into flame. As she prodded one of the logs, it crackled and all of a sudden a red-hot spark jumped from the fire and landed upon the fairy child's foot. The fairy child gave such a shriek that Beth felt sure her mother would wake. Beth tried to calm the fairy and to put water on her wee foot, but she would not stand still. She hopped around the hearth, her squealing growing louder and louder, so that finally Beth was forced to clamp her hands over her ears. It sounded as if all the wind in the world was whistling through one tiny keyhole. All of a sudden there was another thump upon the roof, and again a fluttering sound came from the chimney this time, Beth did not wait to see what appeared. She dashed up the ladder into the loft and hid under the blankets of her bed. From under the blankets she heard a voice boom down the chimney. What is the matter, my child? Oh, mother, sobbed the little fairy child, tis my foot, it's burnt. And who did this to you, came the voice from the chimney, this time angrily. Tell me who, and they will be punished. Only me did it. Only me burnt my foot, the fairy child cried back, squealing and squealing worse than ever. Then why are you making such a fuss if you did it yourself, boomed the voice. Beth thought the voice sounded much closer now. She peeked from beneath her blankets, just in time to see the long white arm of the fairy mother stretch down through the chimney and pluck up the fairy child. In a blink the tiny girl had disappeared. Beth lay in her bed, hardly daring to breathe. She waited a long time, listening, just in case the fairy child or her mother returned. But all she could hear was the howling of the wind outside. Well, the next night, Beth's mother was hugely surprised. Before she'd even asked, Beth had put on her nightdress, she had said her prayers and was tucked under her blankets in the loft. And it was the same the next night and every night after that. Beth would now happily agree with her mother that bed was the safest place to be after dark. for She was in no hurry to meet the fairy child again, or the fairy's mother, with her great booming voice. Well, goodness me, explained Beth's mother happily, perhaps the fairies did bring you new ears after all.